The rich have always made the rules. Rules about tax savings, social security, required minimum distributions, financial do's and don'ts. But they don't tell you what those rules are. Because if you knew the rules, you could take advantage of them like the wealthy do. Where do you go to learn about these rules? And how do you take advantage of them for your benefit? Learn about your financial power on the Total Financial Hour with host Arif Halaby, Sundays at 11 a.m. on AM870, The Answer. That's Sundays at 11 a.m. on AM870, The Answer. Financial security will help you live the life you dream. Learn about financial power, the total financial hour. Now higher income strategy, learn from Arab Halabi. Hey, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for being there. Thanks for being here as we talk about your family's finances. The total financial hour, I guess total means almost anything that we talk about. Uh, you know, Dennis Prager used to say, oh, we don't talk about poetry, cooking. And remember, he would have a whole list of things. And then as he would find something interesting or he had an expertise or a comment on it, he'd look, oh, well, that actually is quite interesting. And he slowly removed, if you will, the list of things uh, that he wouldn't talk about. And now his show, he says he talks about everything. You kind of have to be a veteran Dennis Prager listener. You have to be somebody who's listened for quite some time. Um, I was a I was a security guard. This is 30 years ago. Or so. I was a security guard in a parking lot. Uh, in the evening at a hospital when I went to school, went to college in the morning and then worked in the afternoon to, to pay my way. Imagine that. And uh, I remember listening to Religion on the Line, if you guys remember that show. <clears throat> Religion on the Line was, he would have on a, a pastor and a priest or, and a rabbi or, you know, would mix it up a little bit and would have different people. And they would discuss whatever the, the topic is of the day, of course, from a spiritual perspective. He's morphed into conversations and topics about all sorts of things. I share this with you. Some of you may not even know who Dennis Prager is. Maybe some don't. But I do want you to know that as a person, he's made it very clear where to stand and that you have a choice. And you're not just a a, a little bob in the ocean that just kind of goes where the wave goes, goes where you, you actually have a little motor, so to speak, called free will that can drive you in one direction. Yeah, you're going against the current. Yeah, it's a little tougher. Or drive you in another direction. Oh, it's a piece of cake. Listen, I'm going with everybody else. Well, rarely, it does happen, but rarely does the direction that everybody else is going is usually the correct one. Almost never. Almost never. And I think that's why when the vaccines were just, everybody vaccine and and it's mandated, and you're like, whoa, 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 hold on just a second. Let's just think about this. Is anybody taking a breath? Is anybody, if everybody thinks masks should be worn, should they be? I don't know. Let's think about it. Right? Uh, listen, I'm not against a mask if you feel like you have to have one. If you're ill or you've got a disease, you don't want to give me. I'm okay with that. I'm not against vaccines. I, I get the flu shot every year. Fine. I don't know, for probably a decade. But I'm against you forcing somebody, that free will to now be morphed into what I think you should do, as if a one-size-fits-all. Right? We see it. Where's the, where is the most, I don't know if it's the right word, but the most equitable place to be is usually professional sports. Because what do they care about? Money. Money. That's it. The athletes want to make as much as possible. The owners want to make as much as possible. The advertisers want to make as much as possible. 
Everybody wants to make more money. So money kind of smooths out a lot of the social justice ideas and that F word we've talked about, which is fair. It's really smoothed out and canceled a lot of that baloney. How do we know that? Because who watch women's, <laughs> who watches women's sports? Well, listen, I, I used to watch soccer. I loved them until they got political. Then it's like watching a political show and I won't watch that kind of a political show. I used to shop at Kohl's department store and, and Target until they became political and started jumping down Mike Lindell's neck and fine, then I, I just won't shop there. You guys stopped being a store and chose to be a political entity and you covered it in social awareness and justice and the social respons- responsibility, of course, right? And you've covered up this baloney. No, no, excuse me. You're a grocery store or you're a clothing store or you're a football team. That's it. I didn't want to go to the grocery store and be told some some sort of, uh, you know, social responsibility rules. You want to hear mine? Okay, great. Then I'm going to be in the front of your store and, you know, you could say yours and I'll say mine. Really? Is that what you want? A big soapbox in the middle of the store? And so what ends up taking place is you get this world where what used to be completely equitable. Listen, do the job. You get the spot on the on the starting lineup. Make us money, you got it. You're pitching for the World Series. A lot of these things that that we pushed in life that were built around, quote, equity, you kind of just settled where it was. Part of the real big push to have Jesse Owens as part of professional uh, sports was simple. He was really good. And he was making the Dodgers money. Imagine that, a, a guy who actually made money, and the baseball team took them. Well, yeah, because they are they want to make more money, right? The, the Tuskegee Airmen. Oh, we gave them a chance. No, you didn't. Those guys are really good. They kicked butt. They protected our bombers. Yes, it was World War II, and they were disciplined, and they worked hard. Wait, wait, wait. you mean to tell me they did the job? Yes, they did. Well, then don't do me any favors. They're not about you. Right? We, we want people that do the job. Why do you think you have four or five out of four or five out of five, right? Four or five out of five athletes on the NBA uh, team being black. Why? Because they're good. In fact, let me back up. They're great. If you have a male white or male Asian and he or he's well, he, he does good, then fine. Then they can fight and make the team and, and win. I mean, wouldn't you agree? But now we're doing the social awareness, social responsibility and the justice. Shouldn't professional sports now be, quote, quote what was it? A representative of the people that they serve. Right now that you want who? United Airlines pilots. United Airlines pilots are no longer the best. Now they're going backwards. Right? They would be like the Tuskegee Airmen coming in saying, sorry, we're a bunch of racists and uh, we're only going to have white people fly planes. Yes, but we're the best uh, that, that have been around. We're really good. Yeah, I know, sir. But, you know, our rules say we can't have. You would say, excuse me, we're trying to win a war here. So now United Airlines is saying, I'm so sorry. We, we need our pilots to be equal, not in, in skill, 
not so that we could win the game, but we want to be equal to the people we serve. Excuse me. Right in, in the when I was a Los Angeles policeman, we had different standards for the ladies than we did for the men. They're going to tell you they didn't. They did. I was there. It was a part of it. Any law enforcement guy who taught at the academy will tell you. They didn't have to run as fast. They didn't have to do as many push-ups. They didn't have to be as strong in the in the boxing ring because you had to take boxing. They just didn't. Now, where did they shine? They were amazing shooters, believe it or not. If you were a lady in the Los Angeles Police Academy and you never shot a gun before, you usually came out a marksman or above. Now, there were really no in-betweens. They were either really lousy and never qualified and didn't, didn't pass, or they did amazing and were better than most of the guys, especially, oh, I know how to shoot. My dad taught me. Well, you got to learn our way. But they prevent you from saying these things because they want to represent the people that they serve. I was a recruiter for two years for LAPD. There were certain communities of people that didn't find law enforcement a respectable profession because they had spent generations inside of their communities, their culture, whatever it was, that didn't think that was a job that was honorable. So it was very difficult to attract people from that community. Recruiters will tell you that for the, for the police department. I'm not talking about now. This is 25 years ago. It's the way we did it. We worked, we pushed, we tried to get people to represent, quote, our community. Now today, most city fire departments, most city police departments are a majority, if not a very big majority, of minorities and women. You have chiefs of police of San Francisco, of Los Angeles. You have groups of people all across the board, and these people would run around and say, oh, that it's a rape, Baltimore, a racist police station. Okay, the mayor is black. The a majority of the police officers are black. So you're telling me that they're racist against racists. So then they had to change the rules, right? What was the rule? Oh, systemic racist, racism. It's not the people. It's the system, right? It's like, hi, here's a hammer. Here's a nail. And here's some jello. You see this, uh, this plywood here? Hammer this... Lime green jello to that plywood. Go ahead, do it. You can't. You see, you are a failure. What they're trying to do is say, it's not you. It's not the nail. It's not the hammer. It's the jello. The jello just doesn't want to stick to the plywood. So that's the problem. That's the problem. Oh, oh okay. So I want you to understand, if they're going to try to, to shift society, which is what they're doing because there's 10 or 15%, that's all it is, just so you know. It's not, it's not a majority of people. It's just a majority of people who aren't afraid of being loud and screaming and yelling and being called names. Right? So enough people, you, need to stand up. So I want you to be that guy or gal that fight. To say, hey, listen, if we wanted an NBA team that, that racially represented the community and the fans that listen then shouldn't you be changing the NBA team? Because they say words with their mouth. They want the police department, or now United Airlines is doing their pilots. They want them to racially, uh, and I'm not saying that's, that's a, a completely bad thing. I'm saying you're changing the rules. Before you said we wanted the best, 
Now you say we wanted the best with an asterisk. As long as they are this racial color, sex makeup, uh, what cisgender, biracial, I mean, come on. How about we just go back to saying, here's the rule book and we're going to be fair. And I hate that word, so we're going to change it and we're going to call it, let's do what's right. We're going to do what's right. We're going to say, hey, what what is, um, is it the Philharmonic, if I'm not mistaken? I think it's the, the Los Angeles Philharmonic, but it could be others. Where what they do is they actually have what's called, remember the, the show The Voice? Right, The reason The Voice existed where the, the chairs were turned and you could just hear the voice was because people were being discriminated against because the way they looked. Oh, you were black and you were singing a country song. Nobody will, will buy it. Right? So, or, sorry, you're, you, you're heavy and you sing this and, you know, we don't, we don't want, you don't have the look. Remember? So they said the voice comes along. They flip the chairs. Let's listen to the voice. Boy, there's no racial discrimination there, right? If you can sing, we like it. If it's the voice that's good, I can hear this and this and the music. I love it. Well, that's what they did with the, the Philharmonic. It was a blind test. You wanted to play a tuba? You played a tuba. They didn't care what you look like. And, and now, wait, the violin, we only want to have the violinist come that meet this racial makeup because the Philharmonic was mostly white. And so instead of going back to the high schools, the junior highs and the elementaries, and then teaching music, which the left has spent years pushing out of schools, you know that. The left has spent years pushing the music out of schools. Oh, it's not necessary. We have to replace it with, you know, social justice awareness. So, they took out music. They took out art. And then they wonder why 20 years later there are fewer professional musicians that want to play in the Philharmonic. The left created the problem so that they could create the solution. On purpose or on accident, they did it that way. I'm okay with that. But now we got to call them. We call them out on it. Because look, financially speaking... If I take a dollar and I spend it at the store, does it care that it came from a white or black or male or biracial or bisex? What doesn't. It's a dollar. If I'm a business owner and I want to do business, I care about dollars coming in the front of the door. Not races, not genders, not identities of sexual whatever. Right? So a business owner cares about business or should. That's how they pay their bills. So if you are a small business owner or you want to continue being a small business owner into the future, you're going to have to fight because they're going to start telling you just like United Airlines, just like Kohl's and uh, department store, just like Target, where they take, quote, political stance and expect to be treated like a grocery store or the NBA says, we want racial, the police department should have racial makeup of the people they serve. Fantastic. I need one black on the court. I need two uh, white. I need one Asian. And I think you should have a female on your team. And at any one time on the court, there should be no more than, than that racial makeup. If another black guy wants to come in, one has to come out. If a female wants to come in, then another female has to come out. 
I don't want you to think, whoa, 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 wait, Eric, I thought you said business was about money. Listen, if you're going to play the game, you play the game, right? If it's always about racial makeup, then you should have everybody on all of these professional teams do the same thing you want from your United Airline pilots or from your police department or from your fire department or the CEOs or the board members, right? California now, if you're a board, if you have a, a, a company that's headquartered in California, you have to have a racial and a sex makeup on your board, not the best people for the job. We tried affirmative action. It was outlawed. It was overruled. It was made not allowed because it was racial discrimination. So they changed it and they, they took a breath, said the left, and they came back. Because here's what happened. When we were in the police department, when I was in the police department, and somebody, and there was an opening of a detective spot or a sergeant spot, and everybody would apply for it, and, and they would give it to somebody of color or female, everybody, including other females and including other blacks or Hispanics, would look and, and question that person's real, are they really good or are they hired because they check a box? Right? If you were trying to diminish the value of anything, the NBA, the football teams, it doesn't matter, then you would no longer hire the best. You would hire the best as long as they met a certain color or, or sex. Listen, it's not comfortable to talk about. But if you quietly and privately ask the same minorities you're trying to help, they're going to tell you, please don't do me any favors. Because people will look at me and not think that I deserve to be here. That I'm only here because of other, another reason. Why do you think somebody like Frederick Douglass was so amazing? Why do you think the Tuskegee Airmen were so amazing? Because they fought and they were there and they gained respect based on their talents, not based on something that they couldn't control. Look, I know it's not easy. I know it stinks. Eric, this is not socially whatever. I get it. But are you guys going to fight? Listen, they do this by taking away jobs from people that are good and they put in people that are not good. I don't care who they are. Not everybody. Of course, there's amazing minorities and females that didn't have an opportunity before and now they do. I want that. But do you realize in today's world when you can start your own company at any time, at anywhere? Oh, I'm sorry. General Motors won't hire me. Boeing won't hire me. Uh, this and because I'm what? Okay, wonderful. You know what you do? You go start your own company. Well, but Air, Facebook squishes people. I know they do. So you got to fight harder called the Tuskegee Airmen. They won't let us. Then you just prove yourself even more. Yes, you fight. I'm sorry. It's not going to be easy or simple. It's not the way that your mama and daddy told you it was going to be where everybody just loves you and gives you a hug. It's not. It's called fighting, and sometimes things just don't work out. So you got to back up and you got to start all over again because that's what we all had to do, probably at least once, many of us two and three times. Not easy, but it's simple, especially today, right? With your search engine, how do I do that? Hold on, stand by. How do I build a. There it is. How do I build a nuclear reactor? Right? Instead of taking three years of French, 
people are speaking into their phones and then they go to Paris and they say, and they repeat it. And there's very few French people in Paris these days anyway, so you've got to find somebody else. But when you go to the outskirts and you find a Parisian or, or a Frenchman or, or a lady and you say, hold on, talk into your little Google machine and out comes the word. Simple, right? What was that again? Uh, right, one of my, my one of my papers I remember it in high school was the building of the pyramids, and it. I spent weekends, yes, with an S, two or three of them. My mom would drop me off at a library at Cal State Northridge. We drop she dropped me off at the Oviatt Library, and all day Saturday I'll pick you back up at four. There was no cell phones. Be back out here at four. I'll be here at four. Okay, for five and six hours I'm going up and down the Dewey Decimal System, getting books, putting little postcards in it and back and forth because the public school library where I grew up was crummy. Los Angeles Unified, they didn't care about us where we were. So we had a lousy library. So I had to go to a a college library to get the books. Were we poor? Mm, We certainly didn't have a lot of extra money. And were we grateful when the car started sometimes? Yes, we were, believe it or not. Did we ever have air conditioning? Never. Not until I had a car. I bought a new car uh, when I was 20 years old or so. First car with air conditioning. It was amazing to me. I thought, you've got to be kidding. Look at that. Did all of our windows work in every car? Not, not normally. Some couldn't roll down. But my mom found a way to put us in a car because our education mattered and drove us to where the, the, where the information was. Guess what? Today, that information comes to you for free. Now, if I'm if I'm doing a research paper on the building of a pyramid and, and all of the the I remember there was two that I, that I can recall the humpback whales. I had to do uh, I don't know fifteen twenty page research paper on both of those things over uh, over the course of my high school career, and I remember writing those papers with all of that books those books and footnotes. Today you do it at your computer. You put your little fuzzy slippers on. Little headphones on, listening to whatever you want. And click, 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 click. So you're telling me, oh, but Aaron, if it's so hard, I don't know how to start a company. I don't know how to start a business. It's hard. Okay, <laughs> tell you what, hold on. How do I how do I start a business? There you go. And you would pick whatever search engine floats your boat. And you feel, Eric, but I'm not a personality that wants to start. Okay, no problem. Here's what you do. You go get a job and then you save your money and you can retire still pretty well. You just stay out of debt and you take some of your money and you send it to the people that want to fight. You send it to the people that want to sit on the school boards and get rid of racism called critical race theory. And whatever brand they call it, they're going to call it something else. Why? Because that's what they do. Right, the racists of the Louisiana, uh, the the Democrat racist party of of the night of uh, the eighteen sixties and the nineteen sixties. They didn't call it racism; they called it other things. That's why they had separate but equal. Plessy versus Ferguson. How many of you college grads don't even know what that is at twenty five years old? Plessy versus Ferguson. I don't know what that is. I'm fifty four. I know what it is. I remember. And, and yet you let the, the Democrats of the South call their racism of the days the same thing the Democrats of today. Not all Democrats. 
But most of them, because they still vote for him. You can call yourself Mickey Mouse in a skirt. It doesn't matter to me. You vote for a Democrat, you're still a Democrat. You vote for, you know, Biden, you still get the same thing. You can call yourself whatever you are. When you voted for him, this is what you got. It's a bunch of baloney. And guess what? You're going to pay for it. You pay for it with your retirement accounts because you're the one with money. And when President Obama passed a law, yeah, well, you know, okay, I get it. I took the, this is a bill, the guy running up the, the steps, remember? Yeah, I know that he signed the law and the Democrat Congress passed the law. And here's what they did. Under the Obama administration, they required, ready for this, required all of the uh, holders of retirement accounts, the IRAs and 401ks, required them to report the balances to the IRS. Well, that never happened before. And when he did that, he realized you are the future savings accounts for the federal government. Let's protect it. How do we do that? 888-99-RETIRE. Stay with me. I'll be right back. 888-99-RETIRE. We'll be right back. Financial security will help you live the life you dream. Learn about financial power, the total financial hour. Now higher income strategy. Learn from... Financial security will help you live the life you dream. Learn about financial power, the total financial hour. Now higher income strategy, learn from Arab Halabi. Hey, welcome to the show. Thanks for staying with me. For those of you that are returning, talking about your family's finances, of course, getting out of debt, managing money. Look, I, I think as we started with the first half of the show, if skill set is what drives the job, the position, or if making me money means I'm going to hire you, if you're the basketball player, the football player, then shouldn't that be the same all around, right? What would be the difference if you're telling me you're going to pay a, a, a quarterback more money because they're better than the other quarterback? Do we care about his race? <laughs> Isn't that... Would would that not be ridiculous at the end of the story, right? Wouldn't you say, hmm, that's kind of silly, right? Because common sense starts to leave the room when you start this herd mentality where everybody runs down this direction and says, oh, well, you know, we need to hire more people of color for this particular job. Well, why don't you just hire the best people for the job? I get it. Listen, nobody's going to ever be colorblind. Martin Luther King knew that. But you do your best and you get better and better. I've shared with you guys stories. The way we raised our kids, we're in a multiracial area best we could. It's where we chose to raise our kids. And there were different folks who chose to raise their kids there. But we were on the playground once and my my son said, hey, daddy, do you mind if so-and-so comes over? 
to our house and, and swim in the pool. Okay, I don't know who that is. Who is that? Daddy, it's the boy in the blue shirt over there. Ah, okay. My son never said it was the black child or the white child or the Hispanic or Mexican or... He never. He said the boy in the blue shirt. You see, and now you want to teach critical race theory to young people so that they can turn around and call kids by their race again. Because it goes to show you, I think the proof is really clear. The, the ideas of Martin Luther King, the ideas of, uh, of treating people based on how good they are, had progressed so far that the, the business of victimhood, well, it's just no money in it anymore. Right When, when uh, Jesse Jackson would go and extort money through the media, or Al Sharpton, through the media, would go after these companies, right? The Toyotas, the Nikes, the whatever, and get them to donate to the uh, racial diversity cause. What did Black Lives Matter do? The exact same thing. They took his playbook. Except now, instead of doing it through the media, they now do it with violence. And because you tell people they can wear a mask, they don't look silly out there. They don't look suspicious. Right? Walking down the street wearing a mask. Nobody knows if they're a hoodlum or a good guy. Going into a bank wearing a mask. Can you imagine that as, a, as an actual, like you wouldn't joke about it? And yet today, oh, you can't come out our credit union unless you wear a mask. Yeah, but here's my driver's license. Okay, quickly pull your mask down so I can see if it's you. Okay, put it back up. <laughs> they already have a bulletproof, you know, three-inch thick glass. But the virus, it can be sneaky. Right, the logic of sitting next to some social distance in the airport, and then you get on a tube, right, in this airplane, this aluminum tube, and you're sitting four inches from the person next to you. Where's the logic? Finally, a couple of CEOs have the courage. We'll see. We'll see if the media goes after them. American Airlines and Southwest are saying, come on, man. Masks do nothing on the planes. We're getting people fighting left and right. We're getting people, oh, you chewed way too many times with your mask down. You should have chewed, put your mask up, and then swallowed. Can you see the asinine things that are happening? But there's a few common sense people out there. We'll see if they're rewarded. We'll see if they're shot down, if they're slapped down, if they if they get called a white supremacist, because that's the word, right? It used to be racist. I think we should, listen, if we're going to play that game, then let's take the derogatory term of Karen. Remember the white female? You can't say the N-word. You shouldn't be able to call somebody a Karen. You shouldn't. That's a person's name. How dare you use it in a derogatory way? Right? If somebody used a traditionally black name in a derogatory way, you and I would both be up in arms and say, that's not cool. But, oh, man, the progressives, the media, they can use that term from their high and mighty spot where their paychecks never changed. Remember that. People are laid off at at, uh, cruise terminal, call centers, all across the restaurant. People that were raising their kids, putting their kids through school. Sorry, you're not essential. I'll tell you what, at the beginning of all this, I asked my kids. I asked my wife. I took a poll. As scientific as it could be, I said, okay, raise your hand if you think I'm essential. And they all raised their hand. So that was it. The people that mattered to me thought I was essential. I didn't let Gavin Newsom or Biden or Governor X or what. Forget it. 
They don't know me. Now, listen, if you tell me Gavin Newsom, listen, this is what we do. <laughs> Gavin Newsom, you are going to donate your money that you make. You're going to now pay out of your own savings account, your health insurance. You're going to stop any contributions to your retirement plan because he's doing that. I want you to know that he's contributing the max amount to his state retirement plan. So you're going to cancel all of that and you're going to redirect that to the janitor's union or the housekeepers you know, of hotels union and let the maids be subsidized by your money and you make all of your administration, everybody. Hey, listen, we're going to get through this together. I don't know what that meant together. While you're eating $200 plate dinners and, and people are scrambling in food pantry lines, why are you guys still, why, why isn't anybody like the proverbial pitchforks and, you know, torches and storming City Hall? Oh, wait, they did that, but it was the BLM people. Right? You need to abhor the racial uh, discrimination. But you also, at the same time, you need to go and do something that's pretty clear, which is stand up for what's right, not the fair. Fair is the F word. Right? When, when companies have the right to say whatever they want, they want to join a political movement, they can. But now they are treated like that political movement. When the NBA wants to take a stand and not talk about the abuses in China from child labor, from stealing our technology, from having spies throughout our, our government City, state, local. And the NBA is instead going to try to sell more shoes. Nike's going to sell more shoes. Then we have to treat them as such. I'll tell you what, New Balance. New Balance. I threw away all my Nikes, by the way. I don't know. I'm a guy that liked to collect shoes. Literally, I threw them away. I thought about donating them. And I thought they're going to still stay you know, in the system. So I just put them in a big bag and I, I threw them out. It was kind of sad. But... Since we have about 400, between 400 and 500 years of landfill left, I figure my bag of shoes isn't going to make a difference. So, but not New Balance. I love them. Why? Because New Balance many years ago, a couple of decades now, were, were stolen. They were knockoff in China. And they went through the Chinese court system to say, hey, the guy who's manufacturing our shoes... At night, once he's done manufacturing, I don't know, 100,000 pair, he keeps going and he makes them for himself and sells them in China and, and in the market and it dilutes our brand. So what he did is he did the exact same thing except he changed the logo and he put high. The way he, he, he put a, uh, I guess it's the little fabric piece that sticks on the side of the shoe. And it basically spelled H-I instead of New Balance or N-B. And at the end, of course, do you think the Chinese communist courts are going to vote for what's right? No, they voted for the government. So New Balance said, okay, that's fine. We're not ever going to manufacture anything else in this country. And they don't. So if you want uh, to stay true to what you think is true, and you want to go out and say you're going to uh, you know, stand up for what's right, then maybe you should look at where and how you're buying your shoes. Look, I didn't tell them to become political. I just wanted a nice pair of shoes. That's it. 
You don't even have to say something negative about China or BLM or right what I agree or don't agree. But you don't get to say something positive about them either. It's either one way or the other. Right? You can't have it both ways. I'm all right with it. But you pick one. You see, because when you retire your money, you're counting on those corporations to do well. Because guess where your pension is invested? Yep, that's right. Some or all of your pension is invested in the market. And so we need those companies to perform, to sell more products, goods, services. Because part of your pension is there. That's how they make money to pay you. In addition to the funds coming in from the new employees. Right, New employees are putting money from their paycheck. The existing funds that are there are earning interest, hopefully making money, earning dividends, and that's how you get your paycheck. Because if you do the math and you're receiving a pension, even if it's a city, county, state pension, they still put it, guess what? Yeah, oh, in the market somewhere. So even if you do the math and you say, I worked for the city for 25 years, I worked for the state for 30 years, I worked for the defense contractor for 32 years. Wonderful. Add up what you contributed to the pension and see how long you have to be retired before you took out all the money that you've put in. It isn't very long. Five years, 10 years maybe. And so now you're in a position to where you are now taking out money that is the interest and the rest of them. Okay, fine. But you see, the pension works that way. And the companies have a responsibility to not mess up. And by jumping into places where they start commenting on social this and, and political that, you have to ask yourself, are these companies doing themselves and you as an investor, indirectly maybe, are they doing you a favor? Are they hurting their brand by kowtowing to the 15 or 20% of the, of the crazies? And maybe, listen, I think I'm even a little high on that percentage. It could be 5% that are screaming and yelling, but they're the loud. They're the noisiest because they got their government check and they can afford to, st to, to drop out of school or to go to school three days a week because if you gave me a C or a D or a fail, it's because of my race or my gender. It's not because I didn't show up and I was busy protesting, uh, you know, raiding a police station in Portland or destroying half of a city in Wisconsin or Minnesota or Baltimore right the 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 kids are being paid by government money to go out and protest and companies have chosen to not be extorted and have their property damaged except guess what's happening now all of these companies that said oh defund this did you think the line of six cars and 20 people that are running in and stealing everything do you think they, they ask you, uh, excuse me, where did you stand on defund the police? That's what you wanted. You didn't want the police to come. You didn't want the police to have a presence because they intimidate you because they have a firearm on their belt. Who do you think is going to stand in front of the bag? I mean, it's, it's kind of funny. Listen, I didn't do my whole life in law enforcement, only about 11 years. I didn't have that choice. A car accident made, my, made the choice for me. And, and, of course, the, the surgeries subsequent to that. But you have to ask yourself, 
is this really right? Is is the are they getting what they deserved? I don't think so. I mean, there's human beings there, but I don't know. I mean, there's a part of me that kind of thinks, well, I guess that's what you wanted, and here's what you got. So, who do you think is going to pay higher prices? Do you think the store is going to go, oh, darn it, I guess we're going to make less money? No, no, no. They're going to say the same thing they do with minimum wage. Sorry, there's six of you working. One of you is fired. The other five have to do his job or you'll be fired. Um, <clears throat> sorry, we're going to have to raise prices on this, right? Isn't it one of those uh, uh, under a dollar, 99 cent type stores? Didn't they just raise some of their prices up to a dollar 25? Oh, so Sorry. Who do you think pays that? You. Right? When people say, oh, those greedy corporations, that owner, he's going to pay more in taxes. What do you think he does or she does? Do you think she says, oh, golly gee, they got me? Or do they move their company? Elon Musk, Toyota, Pepsi, Frito-Lay, Microsoft. I can go on. Intel. Do you think they just move? Disney. Oh, Mr. and Mrs. Woke. They moved 2,000 jobs out of California to Florida. Who do you think is going to pay for this? Right? California is going to, I don't know. I, I think California, it's my opinion, I think California will have to file bankruptcy. I think it will default. Now, I don't know what that looks like, but I can promise you, I think the pensions that they are committed to will have to change. I think the pay and the contracts they have will have to change. They have to. It's just a math problem. It's not a political scare tactic. There just isn't the money. They are as corrupt as can be. The politicians of California lit a fire in California and then guess where they're retiring and where their vacation home is. Yeah, it's not here. And it's not there. It's where? Well, simple. It's in a no or a very low tax state. It's in a safe and probably, believe it or not, a conservative state. Because they don't have a problem with lighting a match and letting the barn burn down as long as they can get themselves out. And that's what they've done in California, Washington State, in Michigan. It's what they've done all across the Chicagoland area. Oh, my word. Let's talk about New York and Maine. Some of these cities and states, some will put up with it for a lot longer. So how are you going to enjoy life? I want you to travel. I want you to live. I want you to enjoy your hobbies. But believe it or not, you got to get involved. I know, Eric, that's the same thing you're saying. I'm sorry. Yes, it is. Yep. You have to get involved. If you've got involved... I want to know about it. If you're, if you're sitting on a school board, if you're writing checks, maybe you're the person who can say, listen, I'm just, my kids are fine. My kids are adults. They're 30s, 40s, 50s. They don't need my retirement money. I'm going to leave it to Prager University. I'm going to leave it to Turning Point USA. I'm, when I die, I'm going to give my money as a charity you know, to the Heritage Foundation. You pick the conservative slash program. I don't know. Maybe you give half. Your kids are, have got a great head start in life. Maybe you donate some now. If you've had a blessed year, maybe you give a little bit more now. A lot of the charities, you know, you can have write-offs. Check with your CPA. Maybe you get a deduction. 
But if we're going to have them fight as a group, they're going to need money. And the money they need has to come from somebody. And it's going to have to come from you. Because I think for most people, they don't understand what it's like. For most people, I don't think they understand that the other side has money, lots of money, because they like power, lots of power. So when we talk about you guys fighting back, I'm talking about you pushing and creating and building a legacy. And the legacy that you build is going to have nothing to do, believe it or not, with leaving money to your children. It's, it just isn't. It's going to have everything to do with making a difference somewhere else. Because your kids are fine. And if they're not, your money isn't going to help. Just saying. Your money isn't going to make a difference and nobody will really care about it. But where you will make a difference is the ability for you to step out and create wealth. Fine, you did it. But it's also to create and make a difference. So do your research. Find a, a, a positive place. Do your research when you shop. Stay away from a negative place. I told you, I won't shop at those places anymore. I'm not calling for a boycott. Look, there are people that, that work there. They make a living. But I'm telling you, I won't spend my money there. When Target allowed men dressed like women to go into the girls' bathroom, I said, I'm not shopping there anymore. We just don't. Oh, but what about this? Yep, you're right. It's more inconvenient. I have to drive over there instead of over here. When I found out, find out that a, a company sends their extortion payment to BLM or Antifa for tens of thousands of dollars, in some cases a hundred, I just don't use their products. And when I typed a, a letter, an email, and never received a response, I found the email, believe it or not, to the president of Cole's department store. I did. And I sent her an email. I said, because of your uh, stance on Mike Lindell and the MyPillow guy, you've chosen to not be a store, a retail store anymore. And they were selling good. They were selling a lot of the, the items. It wasn't a business decision. But because you guys have now chose to leave the world of retail and become a political place, I won't shop at a Democrat store, right? I won't shop at a progressive store. Why would I give my money for a company to fight my ideas? I just don't. Now, can you do that all the time, 100% for everything? Probably not. But when I can make a difference, my little drop in the ocean makes a difference. And then the next person could make a difference. And on and on and on. You see, you're going to have to push back eventually. It's either behind bars or in your institution. Or it's you pushing back now. Because you realize that nobody's going to take care of your family like you. Nobody will. They just won't. That nobody's going to defend your rights like you. Or the organizations that you can support. So I want you and your family to stand up. All right, so what are we thinking now going forward? Uh, what's going to happen? This is always a question that I get. Arif, with the virus this and the virus that. Okay, look, the reaction to the virus, it's, the virus didn't do anything. Right, I, start, I started saying this, you know, and say COVID this, and when COVID and the pandemic, I go, listen, COVID ate my homework. Remember that? 
your dog ate your homework? You would blame your dog for everything when you were in junior high or high school? Yeah, I'm sorry, uh, professor, but the dog ate my homework. Well, you know what? Now the answer, the excuse is COVID. COVID ate my homework. Everything is COVID is a problem. (laughs) So I get it. You want to blame COVID for the size of your waistline. Okay, fine. Don't take personal responsibility. But eventually, believe it or not, it's the mirror that is responsible. So now the reaction of COVID and this, uh, oh, now there's a surge. Okay, well, maybe. Maybe. Do we, do we believe the amount of deaths before? I, I don't because I happen to know people who had family members die in a car accident, but because they had tested positive for COVID, they put on their death certificate and counted them, guess what? Oh, as COVID. Now, did, did I find or, or did I happen to know the only person in the United States in which that happened? Gosh, if that's the case, I'm buying a lotto ticket because nobody is as lucky as me. But look, I think you have to ask yourself, will there be any changes because the reaction to COVID? Yes, it's a power play. You can see how the wealthy and the connected don't play the same game. When you saw the Emmy Awards earlier this year and the Grammys, and you see a room full of people six inches apart from each other, dressed in gowns that cost more than you make in a month. And these people didn't have a mask on. They were inside a closed building. They didn't have social distancing. And yet the people that serve them, the folks taking the tickets or bringing the drinks, oh, those little people, heaven forbid, they must be covered up. They must not be able to infect us elite. Well, why didn't those people with the masks, why didn't those servers just say, you know what, forget it. We're not doing any of this. You guys are crazy. We're not less than people. We're just as important as those people. And just put down their trays of champagne and walk out the door. Take this hors d'oeuvre and shove it, right? And just leave. Why didn't they? Because courage is a rare commodity, and I want you to find yours. All right, guys, thanks for being a part of the show. 888-99-RETIRE. That's 888-997-3847. You have a blessed day. Give me a call anytime. We'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Now higher income strategy. Learn from Arab Halabi. Learn about financial power. Total